0: So, well, basically, okay, so let me just get- wait, 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 let me, let me, wait. sorry, we wait, have to record on my, I got so excited and also I was so mesmerized by Sunny's um, skin. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I was looking, at, I was like, what? I mean, it's just gonna like gleam from every, I was just like, what? It really I mean, is. I don't wanna mention it because it's so stereotypical. <laughs> Um, but I was truly distracted by (laughs) how amazing your skin looks that I didn't record. Okay. So we are officially recording.
1: (laughs) Yay. Well, let me also just give you a sense of kind of how we normally, I mean, okay. Our either universe is basically a team of two. It's me and Sunny, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's super organic. It's super like you know. I edit everything. I find yeah. random music on SoundCloud. Like you know, yeah. it's just how it is. Yeah. And um and it sounds great. Well, thank you, thank you. This
0: topic is endlessly fascinating to me, and as you know, um, Jamie, when we started to talk about it and the fact that you're building a podcast around this topic of burnout is just like I said. It's endlessly fascinating, so I'm so excited to get into it.
1: Welcome to our podcast, Are You There Universe, hosted by me, Jamie Wu, and Sunny Yu, two high achieving Asian American women recovering from burnout. Join us as we embark on a journey to reclaim ourselves and inner power, unpack and explore the transformative nature of social change and justice at the level of the spirit, and heal our past traumas by exploring our present. Because when you heal yourself, you heal the world. When you evolve, the world evolves with you. So we are so, so, so <laughs> thrilled and excited to have my dear friend, mentor, colleague, oh. Suchin Pao Welcome. in the house. Um, you may remember her um, as gracing your screens in the early 2000s on MTV as a correspondent. But for me, she's been just such a wonderful mentor and friend and more recently, a fellow podcast host uh, as the host of Add to Cart Pod, which we will do many so shout-outs <laughs> in this in this episode. Um, and so first of all, thank you, Su for for being here today.
0: Oh my goodness. I can't wait to get into this. I mean, I feel like your your guys's podcast and the podcast I do are perfect um buddies. You know what I mean? Like we tend to veer on more of what we add to our credit cards and, and you give the sort of spiritual and emotional and mental sort of support to that. So they go hand in hand. Ideally, you want to listen to both podcasts to get the full mental spectrum of, <laughs> of what it means yeah, to be. Yeah, the
2: material and the immaterial. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly love both. And then you have all of
1: the Asian aunties all together now. I
2: know. <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I love... Know.
1: Asian the Asian I know. <laughs> the Asian aunties um, yeah.
0: is the is our best kept secret.
1: Okay, well, I guess to start us off, I mean, so tell us a little bit about you and your journey. Um, you know, you were in the entertainment sector and then you kind of um, have are still there now, but but are really diving and exploring into so many different things and I'd love to just hear about about where you are.
0: Yeah, I mean you know, I started um, hosting on television when I was 16, you know, not by anything, mm. um, any real ambition on my part, but totally by accident. Like a lot of things, you know, sometimes we just fall mm-hmm. into things, especially when they're, you're that young, just because right. you sort of, you know, don't have a lot of filter or opinions about what you should be doing with your time outside of, you know, school and friends. So I started really young. I started, I hosted this weekly teen show show for the ABC affiliate um, KGO TV uh, in San Francisco. And I did that. Then I, um, from there, you know, there was a science show on PBS called Newton's Apple, which was looking for younger hosts. And my producer, again, and I think we may talk about this, or I hope we talk about this, is, there are just things that you yourself aren't ready to do for yourself that further your life or your career, but other people around you see that. And Mm -hmm. sometimes those people can make the biggest impact in your life. And you don't have any control over that per se, but I think that that's also something really important to acknowledge. And then to also be more conscious to cultivate, you know? And Mm -hmm. when we talk about mentorships, I mean, I was too young to even know what that word was. So anyway, this producer, shout out to Elizabeth Hummer, Um, just saw my potential and loved, you know, loved everything about what we were doing and was like, I'm going to make a tape and I'm going to send it into this place. And I was like, yeah, fine. And so I did that. And I just kind of did all these random gigs, you know, um, on camera, mostly because I found it to be really interesting. And also it was I paid a lot better than working at the smoothie, um, joint that I got fired from. So (laughs) I just felt like practically it was like, okay, I'm going to milk this for as long as I can, you know, have it. And Mm -hmm. then I'm going to go to law school, like a very good Asian daughter should, you Mm -hmm. know? Mm -hmm. And then one thing led to another. And, you know, once I got the MTV gig, that's when I was like, huh, Maybe I can make a living doing this. But by then, I had been doing it for, you know, 10, 11 years. So that entire time, I never, ever imagined that this is what I wanted to do. And in between there, I did stuff like I thought, oh, maybe I wanted to work in production. So I was Mm -hmm. an assistant on the show called Mad About You. Do you remember that show? Yes. Mm
1: -hmm. Yes. They remade that, right? They remade
0: it. Yeah. Yeah. I never saw the remake, but... um, didn't know what that was, you know. Someone again got me an internship at um, at Sony, and then it just sort of led into that. Hated it. Um, did it was like the worst, most traumatic six months of my life. Um, and then realized that okay, this isn't the side of the camera that I really like. Like if mm-hmm. I'm going to be in this business, I want to be in front of the microphone. And then, and if I'm not, then I'll do something else entirely. So. Right. That's sort of, in a nutshell, you know, um, my career uh, through MTV and then freelancing and doing weird things like podcasts um, ever since.
2: Well, did you experience burnout as a child then? I, I'm just imagining you juggling that mm. job as a 16-year-old. Thank you, Sunny. Thank you so much for, <laughs> for really seeing.
0: Uh, I mean, you know, oh, gosh... I think just like this word burnout is so interesting and layered. I think as a child, I was so motivated by fear and Mm -hmm. I was so motivated by lack. You know, I grew up in an immigrant family where we didn't have very much of anything. And not only that, not the fact that we were financially very poor, but um, that I lived in such a small bubble, You know, like my parents didn't speak English. They certainly couldn't help me fill out a college application form or, you know, I remember you guys, this memory just like tugs at my heart. I remember. So every Saturday we would tape these, these shows and we would go into the, so my parents would drive me in the minivan and they would park outside. And so on our, on the lunch break, I would come out to the van and my mom would have packed an entire Korean lunch and they sat out there in that van and waited for me to come out. And it was, now that I think back about it, you're just like, oh my God, my heart. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, that's just how we, my career or my, my going out into the world was, Every it, it was for the entire family. We, they were all invested mm, in that. Yeah. They didn't know where that was going to go. But they knew that, like, should this child go out into the world, it would just bring us all.
2: Oh, my gosh. So much pressure. Yes. <laughs> oh, my gosh.
0: But, you know, a ton of pressures. But you don't realize it then, right? Mm-hmm. And, and it's not like it's a pressure that, that my parents are never the type of parents who were like, you better get straight A's. You know, um, maybe because I was kind of like a very, um,
2: I was that kid that was always looking for like the opportunity. Oh my gosh. In Korea, we have a word for that. The hungry 정신. Do you know? No. It's like the hungry mindset. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Isn't that crazy that we have a term for that?
0: Yeah. And that (laughs) it's based in hunger and food (laughs) and (laughs) lack. So like like sustenance. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So yes, that hungry mindset. I was always and I think now looking back, it was because I knew on a very, very like visceral level that should I do well, my whole family will do well.
3: Right.
0: So in some ways, you know, I think, you know, in some ways and we'll get to the burnout part of it. But the sort of good thing about that is, is that I took risks and I always said yes. I never, ever said no to anything, you know, I've done just about everything there is to do, you know, when it comes to broadcast and hosting and, um, and all types of shows from talk shows to morning shows to new, like I, there was, I never said no. And so for me, it gave, it, it's not that it gave me courage. It gave me that drive, you know, that like, give me anything and I will make it work. And so... I think in a lot of ways, yeah, that has served me really well. So the other side of that is where I am now and where I was, I would say probably towards the end of MTV, you know, I had been there for on air for seven and I was in MTV for 10 years Mm -hmm. total and towards the end of that, the physical exhaustion is the first thing to go because Mm -hmm. I think if your body can push through it, I think we, especially as Asian women and and with a hungry mindset, um, it can justify anything, but Mm -hmm. I just like all of it, just adrenal fatigue, like no sleeping, you know, on Mm -hmm. so many uppers and downers and trying to just get even through the day with like pills and, you Mm -hmm. know, a a pill to go to sleep, a pill to relax, a pill so that You know, I wasn't so hyper aware when I was on camera. And then, you know what I mean? And so that, so it was just a really dark time, you know? And I think in my 30s when I was working at MTV, it's like, okay, I finally, quote unquote, made it. Here I have it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. I've got everything, right? That I wanted, which is, looks like I could have a career in this, looks like I could make pretty good money doing this. It's fun. More, <laughs> more funner than most. You know, I didn't find it very fun, but I get it. It was fun. Um, but I was so, so miserable. And I would just, I ha- I, I just was dealing with so much anxiety mm-hmm. and panic attacks. And um, yeah, it was just a really dark time for me. And so now, you know, I'm 45, I have two kids and I've really stepped away, you know, since I left MTV from a career in front of the camera. Um, some intentional and some not so intentional. Cause I think the market has changed so much, but I, I, I have a love hate relationship with that pressure. Um, mm. but I did it. I put my, I always say I put my time in, you know? Um, so yeah, yeah.
1: it's so interesting because we've talked a little bit about this, about, um, how you've, always said yes right and you've always Mm -hmm. kind of like just gone for it taken risks and now you're at the point in your life where like I've done that and now I can say no and I'm happy to say no like I want to say no to all these other things that could come on my plate and I'm going to do the things that bring me joy you know segue to add to cart (laughs) and so I want to hear a little bit more about the evolution of that how did that come to be tell us what it is tell tell our listeners what is add to cart yeah and um I'm, I'm I'm excited to kind of do a yeah. mini ad to Cart episode here. <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, this podcasting thing, I think, um, was always, you know, it seems very interesting in the sense that, like, you have so much control over it, over your time, over mm. the way that it's done and over creatively. And so I thought that was interesting. And Kulop came to me, you know, in all honesty, in the beginning, when, because she comes from the world of podcasting, and she's a writer and a comedian and all of that. So... For her, it's a very natural extension of her personality. Um, The thing about it is, is that, okay, we have so little time. I have so much to say. (laughs) Okay. The thing is, is I am like a true introvert, right? Which Mm -hmm. is very antithetical to having a career in front of the camera. Yeah, it's unexpected. Which you'll understand why then I had such a difficult time and how draining it was to, mm-hmm. to do that a, a lot, you know, for as, as long as I did, because I think it is almost um, fighting against my mm-hmm. natural state of happiness, joy, and the place where I fill up. The place where I fill up is by myself.
1: Mm-hmm. I'm so the same way. I can enjoy parties and I go and I'm actually very gregarious and outgoing, but I ha- after that party, I have to go home and just sit alone for like yeah. an hour. I can't do the like back to back thing. And I, I yeah. get my energy from being alone. And that fuels me to be able to go out in the world again, unlike extroverts who get energy from other people. So yeah. gosh, I can't imagine Yeah, being in front of the camera and dealing with crowds and dealing with so many people all the time. I, yeah, of course it would be draining. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And so it's so, so that, you know, when she came to me and said, you know, do you want to do podcasts? podcast? That, that part of like being at home, you know, in mm-hmm. front of a microphone and just, I was like, oh, that's kind of interesting because that I, I could see myself doing that and like really enjoying it. And so of course we went down the road of like, do we talk about Asian American identity? Do we talk mm-hmm. about activism and blah, blah, blah. And I was just like, nah, <laughs> I'm like I don't want to think that hard. I don't want to. I don't want to put that pressure on myself again. Like I just got out of that hole, you know, it's so Mm -hmm. tempting, you know, to do that because you, you know, it's the right thing to do. (laughs) You know, it's the thing that people want you to do. Right, right, right. And you're going to get a superficial, like, let's be honest, like I'm still, you know, doing the right thing for my people vibe, you know, but I was just like, you know what? I just know myself and it, it, I just don't want, I don't want to even invite the temptation of, of having that pressure I think it was like probably a year later, right before – she was the last meal I had in a restaurant um, before the pandemic. We didn't know it was going to be our last meal. And she was like, what do you think about coming to do this podcast? And I was like, this is what I could tell you. I can tell you that it has to be fun. It has to take very little time. And we have to have complete control over Mm. what we talk about. And she was like, Done. All those things can be done. And I was like, okay, let's... This was something that we all, we both were like, what about if we talk about stuff we buy and what it says? It was just kind of like a, oh yeah, that could be fun. Um, <laughs> and that sort of thing. And so, and then Cool-op is Kulop. Like she's, like she's a producer, you know? You tell, you be very, very uh, careful what you say yes to with Kuol-op because the next day... <laughs> You know what I mean? It's like ping contract. I'm like Con- for what?
3: <laughs> I, kept,
0: I kept joking. I was like, we have a podcast, but we don't even have a show yet. You know? She's like, oh, it's fine. We'll figure it out. They loved it. They love the idea, the gist of it. You know? Mm-hmm. So I think she's had so much experience and so many connections in the podcast world. I think that they were like, whatever you come up with, I we know that we'll love whatever packaging it is mm-hmm. doesn't really matter it's really about at the end of the day Kulop and his voice and, and my voice so that's how add to cart came about and i've always been the asian auntie part of all of us is you know i i really get off on telling people about new products and places and you know what i mean things that really work like um that's what I do with my girlfriends it's and that's the other thing I wanted to do a creative project that I already spent a lot of time to right and not getting paid for so not that I'm getting paid for this podcast but (laughs) you know I just felt like um I was like oh yeah this this is going to be no no work for me because I just do this all day
2: (laughs) but it's also so grounding I think Even when you talk about your past, about like all the pills that you depended on just to survive, these material things in our lives that come in and out are things that we depend on so much. Mm
1: -hmm. Just
2: to name what the podcast's like kind of log line,
1: so to speak, is it's it's. The things that we buy and add to our cart and the things that we buy into, right? Or the concepts and that, that we that. buy into in society. So I love that you bring both again the physical and the material to the show yeah. to just really explore and dive into. Yeah.
0: And and the second part to that is and what all those things say about who we are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, that's what's fascinating to me. It isn't yeah. what we're buying, it's 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 what we're buying and buying into both like you said, tangible and intangible that says mm-hmm. so much about who we are. So we can start off talking about serums and very quickly end up talking about racial identity and like, mm-hmm. you know, my sadness, you know, these days, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So
3: um,
0: it's it's exactly what I wanted it to be in every sense of the imagination. And oh my is- gosh,
2: it's so zen it's, oh, good. Like, it's <laughs> ironic and maybe paradoxical yeah. but it's very zen to like approach the world in a way that's like well how is my material life reflective of what's inside of yeah. me
3: mm-hmm. you know?
1: mm-hmm. yeah I mean that's a great segue into my next question which is so Su Chen what are you adding to cart these days ah! <laughs> and I want to share what I'm adding to cart as well. Well, You
0: guys, you guys share first. I get to do this. I I have the fun of doing this every week. So let me hear what you guys are adding to cart.
2: You go first, Jamie. Okay. I'll go. Sure. So this is
1: okay. So to give some context in the last week, I have had four really intense nosebleeds. (laughs) Oh my (laughs) goodness. I know. So I have this issue with just like a runny nose. And I think I think it's, I was in Houston for a few months, which is super humid. And then mm. I came back to LA. And since then, I think my body's like, I, it's still adjusting to the to the dryness. But anyways, I've just been constantly like blowing my nose. And like a week ago, I just started gushing blood and it was like 10 to 15 minutes of just like nosebleed. And then the next day I was like blowing my nose again and it happened and he just kept rerupturing. Wow. And so I talked to my doctor and he was like, you know, you're probably just like aggravating it over and over again you should get a humidifier which mm. I have and that is what <laughs> I've been adding to cart is um, <laughs> just humidity and moisture because we're in a state in a place that's so dry and oh. what that does is not just like oh yeah it not just physically but it's just like like I wake up I can't sleep well because my throat's dry like it's yeah. just been really Whoa. hard to live <laughs> <laughs> oh, and God. you know so um anyways i i i i pulled up the um the name it's really really long but i guess i'll just um I'll, it's called the everlasting comfort cool mist humidifier
0: wow Yeah. Fancy. yeah. by the way humidifiers cuz i my parents called you know i'm their direct hotline to online shopping cuz obviously they can't do it so they're like we need outdoor rug no <laughs> oh, <God>. need humidifier <laughs> yeah and everyone is in the same predicament we're also yeah. inside where the air is a lot drier than right. obviously so much and so um they, they're a hot commodity you know how it, during this time mm-hmm. some things just are harder to get a hold of besides toilet paper and you're like right because of the pandemic <laughs> i can't get like pro like little propane canisters for my Camper thing because our mm. stove blew out. Mm-hmm. They were like, "Oh, we haven't had that since the pandemic." I was like, <laughs> "Right, okay." right My humidifier. So I'm glad. you Now, are do you, are you making sure that that humid? How are you making sure that that humidifier is clean?
3: Mm. <gasps> I was
2: gonna ask that.
1: <laughs> well, I just to- purchased it like a few yeah. days ago. So very good question because I know Suchin I one thread yes. that I've noticed in Add to Cart <laughs> is that. Is that you will undoubtedly choose some sort of cleaning product. (laughs) You and I are one of the same.
0: So what you want to do is look into, they have tablets Mm. that you can put into the actual container that will keep it clean. But you want to keep that really clean because humidifiers are going to breed mold. Mm -hmm. And so then you're just going to... like you need to clean it with vinegar every week and then get these tablets and you can get them anywhere, but you really, really need to be on top of that, yeah. especially if you're using it a lot. That's yeah.
2: why I don't get, yeah. I get the, the, what is it? The aroma therapy mist thing because yeah. they're mm. so much easier to clean, mm. but you don't get as
0: much of the mist yeah. right. Jamie needs. She, right. She's gushing blood. I mean, I'm I'm looking at gush and blood. Yeah, that's true. (laughs) That's a good add to cart. Thank you,
1: thank you. Um, Okay, Sunny, do you have one?
2: Um, The most recent thing that I bought is actually a uh, an online yoga subscription. Mm. So it's for my local yoga studio, and I and there's so many yoga videos on YouTube that it was. There was a moment when it was like very difficult for me to justify (laughs) spending like that premium price to do something online, (laughs) but just live. And I was just so amazed at the difference that really made. Like I wake up in the morning and my in my mind, I'm like, oh, there was a group of people I who are waiting for me. <laughs> right. Especially because I love to do yoga in the morning. Um, my 7 a.m. yoga teacher is very appreciative of my presence. <laughs> are you often the only one?
0: Yes. <laughs> oh, yeah. Sunny, it's so much pressure.
2: But I love it. I, I love it. I guess it's. this is the thing I miss from yeah. the pandemic. Yeah. Just this idea that there's somebody to show up for, including me. But it, it's just so nice. And now when I watch a yoga video, I just I just realize what a huge difference that is from being live and watching a recording.
1: Having that community and the engagement, and and yeah, like it, it's you're putting yourself accountable to other people and. Um, and you're holding them accountable too, because they, they feel the same way. You know?
2: <laughs> I also love the thought that like, we're all in different time zones. So my 7am yoga teacher is in Mexico mm. and yet we're like sharing a space together. And there's something about that too, that makes me feel like, ah, oh, there this is magical. Yeah. yeah. Oh,
0: and it's how lovely to start your day with yeah. that, because I think that that's also really important is how we all start our days. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. And, you know, it's funny because I don't, I'm not a workout person. And, um, and one of the most shocking things Kulop cool found out about me is, is that I don't own a pair of <laughs> sneakers or a bathing suit <laughs> or any workout gear. She was like, what are you? T-? I'm like, you, I have told you that i change changed my underwear four times a day, but you don't, like, this is shocking. She's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care about that. She's like, what do you mean you don't own sneakers? I'm like, I, ju- I just don't. Know. But anyway, but I do this seven-minute app, you know. And mm. Oh, my gosh. You know, I
2: do the seven-minute app, too.
0: I love the seven-minute app. So I have no idea if it's working or not. Whatever. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But I only started to do it during the pandemic religiously because my brother and I text each other so we don't even have a time but just mm. that in the middle of the day he I get a text that says seven I'm like okay <laughs> I gotta do it because if I don't you know what I mean I just know he and he's not gonna like call me and be like <laughs> it's you didn't do your seven it's just like me internally just right. on accountability and well, I'm not even live with him. And I feel like, oh, you know, there's a moment every day where I know that I can just think about my brother and, you know, and uh, miss him and whatever. And so I can only imagine that live, that that's just exponentially.
2: Or even yeah. in your story, Suchin, it's like during the pandemic, if you're living with the same people interacting with that pod of yours all the time, those are the only dimensions that you get to experience and then just mm-hmm. to have another person to just like tap you and yeah. trigger that other side of you that yeah. you miss mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: yeah it's great it's great so let's see I have two quick add to carts uh, my first is tangible and I have it behind me hold on
2: oh I love
0: this it's like <laughs> a reveal <laughs> <you>. I know. <laughs> look at this $20 lip palette.
2: Ooh. Ooh. Oh, it's Ooh. pixie.
1: I love it.
0: So $20 for, Oh, always One, two, three, four, five. One, two, three, four. 25, 25 lipsticks. That's for insane. For $20. Wow. Wow. Um, look at this color palette too. It's exactly. It's very pretty. Yeah. It's, it's it, beautiful. It, and you can mix it to any color you want. And you know, it's just the time of Zoom. Mm-hmm. So mm. I don't do much, but a little lipstick goes a long way. Oh my and God. So Literally
1: in my drawer.
0: Yeah. It's just lipstick. Yeah. I just,
1: it's, it's just the thing that makes me like, feel like I'm, it just makes me feel like I'm showing up in yes. a new way. And oh it's gosh. Just, it's actually oh.
0: really nice. It feels like a
1: treat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah mm-hmm. Totally
0: exactly. So I would, I, it's like, I don't, I'm not a makeup person. And so I would never have bought this, um, pre pandemic, but, um, I'm wearing lipstick more than, um, than I was before. So there's that. And then the, the sort of like other thing I've been really, and so has the world, I think, been watching. I don't know if you had a chance to watch the Tiger Woods documentary.
2: Oh, I have not. No. Where is it on?
0: It's on, I want to say it's on H it's HBO sports. Mm. Um, but I don't know anything about Tiger Woods. I don't know anything about golf. Well, he's
2: half Asian, right? <laughs> yes. Well,
0: he's actually more because his mother is, I believe, Thai. She's Southeast Asian. Mm-hmm. And then his dad is like a quarter or something Chinese. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um. So he's actually, yeah. And all of it. When we talk about pressure... Oh, and I, I just didn't know the story, you know, and what that does to a child's development. Um, one a, another book that I had talked about on our podcast was this book called Untigering, um, mm. and you guys should definitely check it out for your podcast. And it's just a really interesting. Yes, sort of a traditional parenting book in some ways, but told through the centering of an Asian American woman. And so Mm. this notion of like tiger parenting, how Mm -hmm. do we untiger um, Mm -hmm. ourselves? And then how do we untiger parent to the children, you know, that we have? And so it just, it was one of those documentaries that I just found the story, the hypothesis that they put out, um, which was. About Tiger's relationship with his father, uh, it was just fascinating, and so those are the two things that I've added to my cart this past week.
1: I love that. Yeah. I definitely want to check that out. I honestly, I think those kinds of stories, like I, I watched the whole, um, the Last Dance, um, mm-hmm. and that was amazing. I mean, just like everything related to basketball and the, and and Michael Jordan and just, yeah. yeah.
0: I I will verily say no to a music or a sports documentary. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I just think that those, um, I don't know, there's something about watching uh, someone that is like, you know, a prodigy in something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That you I don't know. I I find that to be a world. Those are worlds that I'm always fascinated by. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. We can't emphasize this enough. And so we'll say it again. Check out the Add to Cart podcast hosted by veteran journalist Suchin Pak and comedian writer, director Kulop Vlaisak. Each week, they have honest, revealing conversations about all the big and little things they're adding to or removing from their carts. They decide what's worth the monetary and emotional investment and what's not. From beauty products and health trends to celebrities and philosophies, Su Chin and Kulop dig into anything we buy into and what it says about who we are. You can also find them on Instagram at addtocartpod.
2: And speaking of podcasts, Jamie, weren't you just on one? Yes, it's called The Other
1: Story. And it's hosted by Jen Gottsfeld, who is a social impact strategist at Participant Media. (laughs) Ooh. <laughs> I know. In every episode, they examine a dominant narrative in our society and ask how it came to be, how it might be changed, and the role the entertainment industry has played in reinforcing or deconstructing it. So in our conversation, which I know will actually be uploaded or has been uploaded in, within the last day, um, we talked about the narratives dominating the AAPI community and our identities and how we might be able to
2: reimagine new ones. Oh, that's so amazing and so important. I'll have to check it out. Yay! If our show resonates with you, follow us on Instagram at areyouthere.universe. Subscribe to our channel wherever you listen to podcasts, and leave us a review. We're so grateful for your support. Well, okay, so we've talked about what
1: we wanted to add to cart, and um, so I suppose the next thing we should we should talk about is what we're removing. So I can go first. Yeah. And this is actually very much related to what you're, what you were sharing earlier, um, Suchen. And that's just reminiscing back to your younger years about just always saying yes. Mm-hmm. And in the last few weeks, I am very excited to share that. I just accepted two jobs, two part-time jobs, which together kind of create a full-time job. I, but- was, I, say, I was like, <laughs> that's a full-time job. Yeah. Basically full-time job. Um, and it's really saying one one, I'm a development producer with a production company called Culture House Media, which is a BIPOC and female-led production company. And then second, I am a diversity, equity, and inclusion facilitator for a DEI consulting firm, Ooh. um, where they like carry out workshops and trainings for you know corporate settings and teams, et cetera, on like anti-racism and gender harassment, et cetera. And um, you know, it's been a while since I've like had people to be accounted accountable to right mm. in the last year I mean I, I've been kind of hustling getting small clients but this is the first time where I'm like okay now now I have like a very direct manager or boss and I have a team of people that's relying on me and um, you know I I think it's been really tough to set boundaries and say no right of like mm. and so what I'm removing from cart is essentially just like trying to impress and trying to say yes all the time because I fear that I won't be good enough if I don't say yes, right? Or they'll think that I'm not taking the job as seriously, right? Or that I'm prioritizing my other job, my other part-time job over this part-time job, right? Um, I mean, perfect example. I was on a call with a team and a client and they're all, all over in different time zones, right? Naturally, of course, I'm on, I'm on the Pacific coast. So I kind of get the brunt end of these early meetings, right? And they're oh, like, "Oh, yeah. so let's how about 10:30 Eastern? How does that sound? Everyone, does that sound okay?" And I'm just like they're like Jamie and I'm like, "Yeah." <laughs> <laughs> so it's like, dot dot dot. "Yeah, dot dot dot. That's fine." And and I just want to be a little bit come come to the table with a little bit more confidence in setting those boundaries and just like being able to say no and and trusting that I will still be valued for setting those boundaries and for, for the work that I'm doing that's not you know outside of the norm. So anyways, that's, that's what I've been thinking about. And I think that really relates very much to what you were saying earlier, Suchin. And also because I just listened to your most recent Ed to Cart episode, I was like, wow, that's exactly how I'm feeling right now about productivity. So yeah. yeah.
0: That's awesome.
1: Yeah. What about you, Chin or Sunny.
2: Well, my story actually is very related to yours. My school, my grad school, is doing this program to connect PhD students with um, internships, and so I, I submitted my resumes and to like pre predetermined like internship programs that they are partnering with, and I got I guess I got like called back by five of them, right? Mm um to submit a cover letter so resume stage one cover letter stage two and i'm and then the person who emailed me with the like okay you, you, we want five cover letter like these places want your cover letter we're going to give you a week to write them all okay yeah. and meanwhile i'm already very busy mm-hmm. and i'm just being like what this person is expecting me to write five cover letters in a in a week. and so I just had to like sit with that for a second and in my mind I'm like okay I can do it I can do it whatever Mm -hmm. I'll push through it and then I sat down to do it and I was like no I can't do that I can't do that and I'm gonna tell her that I can't do that (laughs) and I did and do you know how she responded she was like yeah five cover letters is a lot (laughs) (laughs) and I was like excuse me (laughs) you know how much
0: sleep I've lost over this conversation and you didn't even really mean what you
2: said? Oh, uh, anyway, I reduced the number of cover letters, but then I was just like, you yeah. thought it was yeah. too much <laughs> and you'd I- still send it to me. Like,
1: <laughs> yeah, I, it, it honestly astounds me. Some of the jobs I've applied to where they, especially in the entertainment industry, where they're like, we need you to do this assignment in the next 24 hours. And I'm like, like, I don't know. Are you going to pay me for it? Because because like, I'm doing work for you now, you know, and it's just like, yeah, I that, yeah.
2: Urgency That's, will create yeah. situations of compromise.
1: Right, right.
2: And, you know, ultimately,
0: like, all of that leads to an erosion of the feeling of self control, you know, mm-hmm. like that you have any control over your own life. And I think we as humans and Sunny, I'm sure you probably academically even know this. Like, I think that that feeling is, I think one of the worst feelings that, that we can feel, you know, mm. is this feeling that like, I don't have control over what I can say mm. yes to, not to, I don't have control over my time. I don't have control over where I go, what I eat. Someone has, you know, I mean, I suppose in some ways, like literally, that's why prison is the ultimate punishment is because we've, you know, we've forced you to relinquish all control over your Mm -hmm. life. So I just think that that game and that dance and we all play it. I still continue to play it. It takes, you know, you have to pick and choose your battle. Sometimes you do just have to, you know, hustle through it. And then there are lots of times when you don't have to do it and exercising that muscle for us, I think is, um, it's life altering, you know, Mm -hmm. like you don't understand what kind of toll it takes when you do feel the, the, the lowest points in my life have always been when I felt like I couldn't say no.
2: Yeah. You know.
1: Oh gosh. So much.
2: I also think there's a shade of nuance there because I think in our culture now, saying no can feel triumphant. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, yeah, I did that, right? But then there's this other side to it when I realize that I can't do something. Mm -hmm. Like what you say, Mm Suchin, about like not having control. Like saying no feels like I'm taking my control back. But then there are some times where I'm like, actually – I can't I just can't do something, mm-hmm. and I think with the hungry mindset, I grew up with this belief that if i if I try hard enough, mm-hmm. I can do anything like yeah. I'll just put in more hours, I'll yeah. sleep less, I'll whatever, yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think for me that that gives me that feeling of like defeat, like mm. oh, there here comes the glass wall or the bamboo ceiling or whatever. it's like mm. oh
1: that reminds me of um.
2: And I might have shared this anecdote
1: in a previous episode, but just about how you're saying like, you can, you can just get through it. You can do it where my mom, you know, I I remember when my mom and I were talking about me, you know, I was dropping out of pre-med. I was basically pre-med for like two years Mm. of college. And then I'm like, I'm not doing this anymore. It doesn't make me happy. I don't want to be a doctor. And she just kept saying, you'll learn to love it. You'll just (laughs) learn to love it. You'll learn to love these things that are hard. And I and I hear that. I mean, I hear like there is some joy and discipline and love, like there's some loving lovingness in like being disciplined with yourself. But there's a achievement. point where, yeah with achievement. But then it's like, where where is that truth? You know, and like where do you actually feel authentic um, to yourself? So and
0: what is the commitment level to yeah. taking that risk? Right. <laughs> what do like, you sacrifice? All learn yeah. to love broccoli. If I don't love it, but I'll learn to love being a doctor. Like what if I don't? Like right. you know the sacrifice. How yeah, like oh what so you have to also think about like, okay, learn to love, uh learn to love, you know, whatever. And it's not that big of a, you know, or at least right. it doesn't take up your entire life, you know, yeah. and hundreds of thousands of dollars and Um, I just think it's a really big risk (laughs) and you have to sort of think about the practicality of, of that. I also think there's something really beautiful and powerful and, and, you know, they say sort of like youth is wasted on the young. And sometimes I Mm -hmm. believe that in that, Mm -hmm. like, you, you just don't know yourself, you know, I'm still, you know, and like, how can I commit? It's such Mm -hmm. a strange thing that we make such big life decisions at such a young age because we have to for a lot of reasons. But wow, how, you know, it takes so long to even know a little bit of who you are and what you, you know, it took me 40 years to um, find out that I was an introvert. <laughs> right. I was like, that information would have been useful 22 years ago before I started down this path. Right. And I, you know, may not have made different choices, but I would have framed those choices, not as a fault mm-hmm. of mine, mm-hmm. but as, okay, Ugh. how do I create a support system for myself that then can deal with the reality that I'm an introvert in a very extroverted career? Okay all right, that's a problem I can solve rather than like, what's wrong with me? Like, why do I hate this so much? Like, I'm so ungrateful. I, -hmm. I can't work hard enough. Like I'm always tired because I'm just a weak person.
2: You know what I mean? So
0: Mm -hmm. it just, anyway, I just, it's hard.
2: Ah, that makes me think about how there's such a, I think the hardest thing for me to still learn and differentiate is the difference between who I want to be and who I am. Mm. And I was talking to, um, so I have, I do this like energy class thing and the teacher and I sometimes talk and I'm talking to him being like, I feel like I am enjoying being a workaholic (laughs) (laughs) and I don't feel good about that, but I feel good about but I do at the same time. What's wrong with me? And then, so we start, you know, like unpacking it a little bit. And then he asks me this question that was just like, well... I think what you're questioning is how much of you wants to be, wants to live on the basis of achievement versus grace, like compassion. Mm. And I was like, that question really struck me because I know in my mind that of course i want compassion of course who doesn't want to live mm-hmm. by compassion but at the same time i'm like oh but all my choices are telling me that i love achievement <laughs> <laughs> like and it's like it ingrained you, yeah. in my right. in my muscle memory mm. and so i mean ultimately it says something about like how those two things are interrelated right like when your work and grace are or cohere as yeah. one. But that was a moment for me.
0: Yeah. No, I think I I think that that's that's very powerful.
2: Oh man, I love this. Um well I mean,
1: Su Chen, you haven't gotten to share what you're removing from cart. Well
0: gosh, all Why don't you that, grace guys. us with that,
1: please? Yeah. Um
0: <laughs> I mean, you know, I hadn't really thought about um this question. So I mean I I really am loving what you guys are saying because I can Relate to it. um So the thing that pops up to me is is what's on my computer right now, which is a, a post it of my day. Ten oh o'clock my. staff, eleven o'clock Olivia. Oh my you know, goodness! Wait, listen. It's twelve packed. o'clock lunch. Twelve thirty. Wait, look at 30 snack. Remember to snack. <gasps> I see it. Oh my god! I love it. So I'm not removing that from. That <laughs> that's that's the thing. Okay, so. What I am removing is I'm one of those people that if I have a chunk of time that I have not in my mind designated to something, it will go to shit. Mm. It will be me scrolling on Instagram mm. until I feel nauseous. It will be me fretting about why do I have all this time? Mm. Okay, so I think in this culture, in a lot of ways of self um, healing and self care is, is that we want lots of time to, you know what I mean? To ourselves and blah, blah, blah. For me, I have to schedule that time. So my schedule isn't Mm -hmm. filled always with work. It isn't, I make a point, but I have to schedule in lunch, snack. I have at five o'clock, I'm going to take a shower and go into my sauna. You know what I mean? Like I Mm -hmm. schedule that in And that's how I make sure I have a very balanced day. And Mm -hmm. it looks like I'm not taking care of myself, but this is how I take care of myself. I know that when I haven't done this, that I'm tired, Mm -hmm. that I've got, I'm overwhelmed. I know when I do this, that like I've taken care of myself enough to create a schedule that is very balanced and takes care of all of my needs. I'm one of those people. Oh my gosh.
2: I identify with you so hard because (laughs) I am one of those people who feels like, oh, resting is work for me. Like I have Mm -hmm. to like, because I'm so, it's so ingrained in me. Yeah. Yeah. Mm.
0: But if you put it on your schedule, 30 minute walk time, 30 minute meditation, whatever, for me, that solves that problem for me because Mm -hmm. I am very similar. So Mm. So it's like I'm almost tricking myself, you know? Well, it's on my schedule. Right. do it. Got it. Oh, my God. Got (laughs) it. It's a task I can check off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I feel great about it. It's just I'm not at that point yet, and I hope to be maybe, but maybe that's just not who I am, where I can just stare off and feel really good about it. Yeah. Now, I love to stare off, but I have to schedule my stuff. And I'm okay with that, you know? Yeah, yeah. So... That's sort of an add and a remove in mm-hmm. one that I just know that when I don't have a really clear way of taking care of myself on an hour by hour basis, and um, that I know that something's not, something's off, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Yeah. And so in a strange way, that that alerts me when I'm not organized like this, it alerts me to like, okay, I'm not taking care of something that's not... Um, because this is where I'm the happiest and most like settled.
1: Yeah, I love that. It's so funny. I, I also put on my calendar like walk, lunch, mm-hmm. etc. But I also find myself in some ways if I finish like a project early and I have an extra 30 minutes, the, te- the, the tendency for me is to get a head start. Yeah, on something then, else on my list. Yeah, that's that's and, that's and then what I and talked then about no, and then I'll add it into my calendar.
0: Nope, nope. Don't do it. And oh I, gosh, you it. pull and everything do up.
1: It. I pull everything up, and here's the thing: it's like, don't do it. Aren't we living so we can have those breaks? Like <laughs> that's the whole point of <laughs> doing the schedule, so that you can have this unintended time. But instead, I'm filling up that time because I'm trying to get to that break later, and so yeah. I'm just taking it now, and it yeah. just doesn't make sense to me. I'm like, like. I'm constantly trying to be ahead so I can get ahead and ahead and ahead and take the break later. But like that break will never come if I just yeah. keep mm-hmm. doing that, and right? And there's also
0: that that exercise of like, and this is, I struggle with this too, is, is that like if I've allotted, you know, 30 minutes for a walk and I get done in 15, I'm like, okay, what do I do with this? <laughs> do I... do I clean that (laughs) (laughs) that pot that's like I burned yesterday? Um, And so that is, that's where you catch yourself and Mm -hmm. you don't do that. And I don't know what it is you do with that 15 minutes or whatever, but what you don't do is check up, pull your list up because Mm. that's when you get burnout. Well, this is actually a
1: great Segue, and I think this could be our last question of yeah. of our conversation, and and it relates exactly to what you just said. But how would you see like retail therapy, right? Like
3: mm-hmm. buying the
1: things that that give us some joy and that help us. How how is that act a role mm-hmm. of self care? You know, we yeah. do we buy the things that contribute to our self care, whether it's a serum or yeah,
3: yeah you know a
1: humidifier, whatever. But the act of actually purchasing that, I mean, mm-hmm. I think that's oftentimes demonized, right? Like, yeah. oh, we live in the society where we're, like, always buying stuff. But, like, mm-hmm. in other ways, it's also, like, maybe it's not such a bad thing. You know, and yeah. so I, I just would love to hear your thoughts on that, especially as that's, yeah. the, you know, the center
0: of your that's podcast. A, exactly. I mean, I think it's with everything in life. There's um, you create boundaries for yourself that feel like you're taking care of yourself. And that mm-hmm. means financially and with time,
2: you know, mm-hmm.
0: Um, so if you can't spend that much, you shouldn't really be shopping, you know, online. <laughs> right. Or right. you should have a very clear budget. And if you, you know, if you find with me, it's more time. Like I don't spend a lot of money, but if I get my head around something that I want or I'm something I'm interested in, I could spend weeks uh, researching that, <sighs> me too. and it sucks my time. Yeah, and it oh, like sits I in love your cart. It. <laughs> it sits in my cart. I right now I'm obsessed with like, do I want to get a um, composter for my back? you know, from mm. my backyard. So man, this is a deep hole that I'm digging myself into. <laughs> and most likely I will never get it. I will spend off and on probably two months, like really aggressively researching and never buy the thing. <laughs> so in some ways for me, first of all, I schedule that time in. I schedule like a 30 minute wow. at the end of the day or whatever, like free time. Mm. And I can use that time to watch YouTube videos of people putting on sunscreen I could use that time to shop on Target. I don't care. 30 minutes, fucking guilt-free internet, just stuffing my face with the internet, you know? And so for me, it's very cathartic. And I find that to be, it just, it it can also be meditative. It Mm -hmm. also is, and I think maybe, you know, as storytellers or certainly as a journalist, like... I get some of my best ideas or sparks of ideas when I'm not doing the thing that I'm actually researching for, you know, oh, like yeah. so yeah, so it'll be like a like a whole thing like I this whole thing about compost. I, this is a genuine thing. And and then I started to think I was like, oh, do we need to have a segment on like how do we live with buying things but also taking care of the environment around us and not mm. feeling like we're just adding to the level amount of waste and so then I started to think about, okay, how do I, so what I'm saying is, is that those kinds of things can lead me into other questions that I have that can help me in my other areas. But I really put very, very strong guardrails around uh, my time online and online shopping. Mm -hmm. I've always, I've always been a budget person, so Mm -hmm. I don't have that in me to spend any more than I, in fact, it's the opposite. Like <laughs> I need to just like let go. Like I have such a lack mentality and right. up and I talk about this and she has a, a, an abundance mentality. Like she'll buy the thing I recommend, but she'll get the most expensive version of it and then the entire kit You know, I'm like, you bought the hairbrush and the, you know, and the detangler and the shampoo. And I'm like holding one small sample of a, you know, shampoo, like seeing if it works and if it doesn't. And I schedule returning it the next day so I can remember to return it if it didn't love it. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. yeah, So we both have very different ways that we shop. For her, it's a very, for her, it's like a way for her to flex her feeling of abundance. And Mm. for me like I have to work on that, but that's okay. Um, I don't know if even I want to work on that, but the whole point is, is that for me, I have to have real guardrails because I can, it's a real time suck for me. Mm. Yeah.
1: You know, as you're talking about, like, that's your free time, right? and you can, and you can do with what you will with it. I, um, I've been, I recently moved in with my partner yeah. and been kind of adding new furniture here and there. And I've been like, really, I've been, I've Spent so long. I still haven't purchased it yet, but like yeah. looking at this accent chair, and I've been like yeah. just comparing all these different accents. I mean, there's so many options. Yeah. And Terrence is just like, God, this is like, I, f- I find you scrolling through Wayfair so often. Like, why, why don't you just buy it? And I'm like, I don't think you realize that this is actually enjoyable. Like, I mm-hmm. like looking at different accent mm-hmm. chairs and mm-hmm. like imagining what will go here and like thinking about it. And and, you know, and there's there's a chance I never buy
0: it, but that's OK. Too. But that's I'm going
2: to make the best fucking decision yeah. <laughs> yeah.
0: So, when, and also, when I'm full of the trigger. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, you've made a meal out of that accent chair when it gets there. Like you've 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 sucked enjoyment out of that thing for months. You know, right. like, right, there's right. that's the thing, you know, I always find that like planning the vacation or planning your outfit for your night out is way more fun than the actual thing. <laughs> I love anticipation. Oh my I gosh. love anti- anticipation. Anticipation yeah. is like the best feeling. Yeah. So why not live yeah. in prologue? I, I really enjoy the act of that too. Yeah. So I I that's what I love about Online shopping.
1: First of all, this has been such a joy. Thank you so much, Suchin, for for joining us and um, and just gracing us with your presence and and for those who have not tuned in, please check out Add to Cart Pod. Um, it is
2: hilarious. Yes,
1: and you can find them on Instagram, right at, at Add to Cart Pod, if I'm
0: correct. Yes.
2: Yes. And
1: um and yeah, thanks again, Suchin. This has been so much fun, and we can't oh. wait to um. We can't wait to do this again.
0: I know. I want to do this again. You know, Sunny, you talked about like your seven AM yoga class, and like this is you know filled me up. And I knew it would. I was so looking forward to this because I just knew that um, this was going to be like you know just like a fill up situation. And so I'm really um, just happy to have done this and just see your smiling faces and <laughs> i love you. hearing your guys's conversations and i love i love it too because i'm a little bit farther down the road in terms of age you know mm-hmm. so it's kind of nice to like see you guys like work it out so much better and so much <laughs> earlier than i did you know what i mean i'm just like whoa like where do they go from here you know like <laughs> So I love it. It's you're also like a science experiment. Like I get to travel back in time and like wonder what my 30s would have looked like had Mm. I had this kind of support and this way of communicating. So I just think the service that you provide also for a lot of your, you know, contemporary younger listeners is so valuable. And so I love it. I get so much from it.
1: that means the world to us thank you thank you all right well we won't keep you any longer um gotta get in your snack, you know so (laughs) (laughs) i got
0: kulap and i are reading ads like that's my next thing to do and then i'm gonna do my sauna and then i'm gonna close my computer and then that's the end of my day amazing all
1: right we'll talk to you soon bye suchin bye bye
2: that was so fun. fun! Oh my gosh, I felt like we could keep talking forever. I know
1: we had so many more questions too, but I think that's great that like we yeah. just kind of it just
2: felt super super organic. The whole I thing.
1: know. Well, I think we should move into our
2: affirmations of the week. So, Sunny, could you lead us in those? Absolutely. So, taking a moment's pause, becoming aware of your surroundings, just the sensations in your body as you repeat the affirmations in your own voice whatever choices I make are the right choices I allow things to bring me pleasure I can let go of control and still be safe
1: Those are so wonderful. Thank you, Sunny. What a great way to wrap up such a fun, mm-hmm. engaging, and really long episode. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to all of you for sticking around. You know, we don't typically release episodes longer than 30 or 35 minutes. So um, we are so grateful to you for tuning in. Um, we thought this one was just so wonderful and powerful that we had to include the whole thing.
2: Let us know what you think. All right, take care until next
3: time.
2: Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on Are You There Universe, where we get to reimagine a new world together. We're so grateful to you and hope you can join us again next time to dive deeper into the intersections between social justice and spirituality. If you're curious about our other projects and extensions of this work, connect with us. We'd love to have you join our community on Instagram at there.universe. You can also find me, Sunny, at Sunny underscore Mystic, and find Jamie at Jamie Woo.